0: Our Father, I thank you. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you for this opportunity. I do not deserve to stand here, but you have willed it so. I ask that you help me to communicate your word as you have put in the heart of your servant. There is a burden that you have put in their heart. There is a work that needed to be done in us. There are in this room, and also all those who are listening across the globe. Father, I ask that you help me to contribute the part you have allocated to me. I ask, Lord, that I will not bring forth anything of myself, but that which I will bring forth will be that which you have ordained for this hour. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Um, When I saw the time allocated to me, I was like, am I reading correctly? (laughs) Amen. But thank God we uh, have used some of that to great, but there's still a lot more. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Uh, I'll be. I would have liked to say that I'm doing a John the Baptist for mommy, but you see, even, uh, mommy, John the Baptist, you know, mommy, you are right, John the Baptist is a major prophet. And I'm not even <laughs> I don't even think I have the, I was not filled with the Holy Ghost from my mother's womb. <laughs> I was not, <laughs> so. I have not filled, with, and I have not, you know, I didn't live. I was not eating locusts and wild honey <laughs> at sixteen, seventeen, you know, at sixteen, seventeen, you know, you're still like about this world, you know, how you look, the girls, everything. So I don't know if I can even do the John the Baptist role. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's look at First Corinthians fifteen. First Corinthians 15, amen, amen, amen. I know a lot of us has been blessed, and Pastor Jeff did a really, really wonderful work yesterday um, in opening up the meeting. Thank you, sir. And I don't know what scripture he didn't quote, <laughs> so I'll just probably just follow him and also follow what Pastor Tokbe also shared yesterday. Uh, first Corinthians 15, uh, verse 42. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, now let's start from verse 45 because of time. Uh, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last, Adam, was made a a quickening spirit. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The f- last Adam, a quickening spirit. Um, and so it is written, uh, albeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, healthy. So the first man we all know is Hadam. The Bible says is is what is healthy, and I have learned that healthy does not mean sin. Amen. Mm-hmm. Healthy does not mean bad. Yeah. Uh, healthy was God's blessing. You know, healthy was God's design. Uh, in fact, in the age to come, there are going to be kings of the earth. Amen. There's going to be a new heaven. And a new head, Amen. So the first man is half the head, healthy. Then the second man is the Lord from heaven. Is the Lord from heaven? So the first man is half the head healthy. Now, what made him healthy was the constitution of his soul. What made him healthy was the extent of his authority. What made him healthy was what God gave him. Now, what God gave him was not everything that God planned for him. Amen? What God gave the first man. So even though man became a living soul, Genesis chapter 2, and God formed man of the dust of the ground, and then in Genesis chapter 1, before then, when God created man and gave the mandate, now that mandate, the very first man who, was healthy as not fully coming to that. Amen. Yeah. Uh, but the enemy truncated that. That's why that we had the second man or the last Adam. So it's the Lord from heaven. Let's look at verse forty eight. Uh, I think Pastor Jeff called it the shall promise. Um as is the earthy, such are they also what? That are ethy. As is the earthy, such as they also that are and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. As is the healthy, so as is the healthy Is talking about as Adam was healthy, as Adam was healthy, uh, but also as is the heavenly. So there are things in men of the that have honed the heads. Now, after Adam fell, man actually lost the head. Amen. So. When I'm talking Hadam, I'm not talking about men, all men. I'm talking of Hadam before the fall. I'm talking of Hadam before the fall. So when I say healthy, it's Hadam before the fall. Um, even though certain men still worked with God, uh, they still did not have the level of authority that Hadam had. Uh, so Jesus came. Now when Jesus came, he restored the healthy. Amen. It restored the healthy when he came, uh, but he did not only restore the healthy, he also brought the heavenly Amen. hallelujah! And that's the conversation that we have been called to learn and to become. As is the earthy, such as they that are healthy, and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. So, those who will be earthly they will have conversations. They will have learnings. They will have understanding that will make them healthy. And those who will become heavenly will also have conversation of the heavenly. Hallelujah. And as we have borne the image of the healthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. And Pastor Jeff said that We need to get comfortable with our shall. Now, that shall is where our responsibility is. That shall is actually the crux of Christianity. That that shall is actually our occupation on earth. He said, as we have borne the image of the healthy? Now, Paul here was writing to the church. Now, not all of the world has borne the image of the healthy. Not all of the world. Uh, It was writing to a church that he has raised. By this time in uh, in the life of the Corinthians, they have grown from chapter two, because uh, that's why he could begin to say some of these things in chapter fifteen. And then by the time we get to uh, Second Corinthians, it changed to become to talk about the ministry of glory. Amen. So he was talking something to that they have grown to such a point where, as they have borne the image of Earth, they have trapped things. They are coming to things of Christ they will also bear the image of the heavenly. That is a promise. And I want that promise to be established in our heart. You know, that we shall bear the image. You know, you say, he said, as is the heavenly, so also as he is. So who is this he is? Who is this heavenly man? What does it look like? Hallelujah. Yeah. What does it look like? You know, because the, the, the Bible says that our conversation is what? Is in heaven. Let's look at that. Philippians chapter 3. Our conversation. So as he is as the heavenly. As he is. So exactly as he is. Exactly as he is. He said for our conversation is in heaven. I looked at this conversation. Uh, I think God just uses uh, King James to to bring light into what it means, because a lot of other versions uh, use the word citizenship. So it's the same thing. So citizenship is actually conversation. Amen. So citizenship is not just because I have Canadian passport. Amen. Amen. You know, Pastor Parks said talked talked about yesterday about those who are just immigrants in heaven. Amen. But citizenship is actually conversation let's say citizenship is conversation. conversation citizenship is conversation so when they say that as is the heavenly so the heavenly has a certain type of conversation the heavenly man he has a certain kind of conversation so when Paul was saying that for our conversation is he in heaven? So at this point, you're not talking about a futuristic one. Now, what that does again is it nullifies the belief that once you become a Christian, all you have to do is to live your life and wait till you go to heaven. Because the apostle is talking here that our conversation is where is in heaven. In Hebrews, it talks about the world to come whereof what? We speak. So the world to come whereof we speak. So when it's saying whereof we speak, it's not just saying that they are speaking something about the future. It's just saying that there is a life that will be fully manifested in the future, but the people who will lead that life, who will manifest that life, will have to first live that life now. That's why he used the word his. Now that word "is" is consistent with the apostle and also consistent with the Lord Jesus. You know when he was with Nicodemus, one of the things he said was that uh, the son of man wishes what is in heaven. So he came into a conversation in the days of his flesh and he could say, my conversation is, I mean, I'm talking to you, Nicodemus, somewhere in Israel, but I'm currently present in heaven. So the present, like I said, the passport, to have the Canadian passport or the U.S. or the British passport is not just to live in an habitat. Daddy used that word yesterday. It is to have a life. It is have a life. That life, I believe, is what they are transporting into us. Amen. Amen. And we must trap that life in the days of our flesh. So when it says our conversation is in heaven, he said, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So this also describes the, the you know the looking for the Savior, Jesus Christ, as it's not just that Jesus is just coming, amen. For us, Jesus must be coming to us, we must have his conversation. We must have his conversation. We must have his. Con- we must have his life, for our conversation is in heaven. Our conversation is in heaven. You see, one of the things, uh, as the light of the appearance of the Lord Jesus began to break, you know, towards the last quarter of last year. Um, as God's servant began to teach about you know, the sending of Jesus, one of the things I began to see, I began to actually see the Lord differently. So for example, in the world, Jesus is seen like as a moral preacher. So when people want to tell each other off, they will say, be like Jesus, or what would Jesus do? You know, or, love your neighbor, do unto others. You know, everybody likes to quote the gospel. You know, to to try and identify with Jesus because they saw something good. But you see, Jesus was not just a moral preacher. He yeah. mm-hmm. wasn't just a moral preacher. In fact, and he was not. I mean, we've all established in our community. He didn't just come to do miracles. Now, everyone who got close to Jesus got a sense of why he came. Not the people he healed not the people he fed, 5,000, not outside that, not not the people who heard of his name, amen, but everyone who came close to him, everyone who had a a chat, a conversation with him, everyone who spoke to him got a sense of why he came. So why will Christians not have a sense of why he came? Why will the church, why will not have a sense of why he came? You know, everywhere, all these teachings, they will say the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like this. Amen? The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is like this. He's trying to say that there is a conversation in the kingdom. Now, in I said something about the kingdom, uh, John first preached it and then he preached it. He said, it will say, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It means that the kingdom, the rule of God, the reign of God is actually available to you. So, in the days of Jesus, the kingdom was available through his words. Because what he was communicating were things of that kingdom. He was communicating words that will make you a citizen of that world. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's, let's, let's look at uh, another person who had a conversation with Jesus. That's Nicodemus, John chapter 3. John chapter 3. I said Jesus was not just a moral preacher. Uh, Everyone, So if you come close to him, you will know why he came. Now, I believe our assignment this morning is just to further establish in us the reason for why we are here. The reason for why we are here. The reason for why we are here. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews... The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. He said, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Hallelujah. And then Jesus said to him, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We can see the very first statement he said to him was about about the kingdom. Now, Nicodemus started to talk about the miracles he was doing. That we know that God is with you. Now the very, so you can't, so this began to dawn on me, you know, when God's servant began to really talk about the sending of Jesus, that does it mean we don't know Jesus? Does it mean the church don't know Jesus at all? But we are born again. We said we are seated on the throne. We said we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You know, we said he has, by one offering, has perfected forever. That the sins that are committed, the sins that will commit, everything is done. All is done in Christ Jesus. But we don't have a sense. We don't have a conversation of where he is from. As he is the heavenly. Amen? So are they that are heavenly. As he is. So there is a conversation. There is something in the Son of God. And that's what they are communicating to us. They are higher things. Amen? So now... Jesus now began to talk to Nicodemus, and then he talked to him about earthly things, which is about seeing, amen, and entering the kingdom of God. So that means in the days of our flesh, not only are we going to enter the kingdom, amen, but we're also going to interact with earthly things, because the earthly things blew his mind. It blew his mind. The, heavenly thing, the earthly things blew Nicodemus' mind. Hallelujah. Um, Jesus said, verse 8, the wind bloweth it, where it listed, and thou canst thou hearest the sound and canst tell when it's come and whether it goeth. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Are thou a master of Israel and knoweth not these things? Verily I say unto you, we speak that we do know. And testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Amen. That's when he now began to introduce uh, the gospel of the everlasting life. Amen. Those are heavenly things. That we can come to in the days of our flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, our conversation is in heaven. Our conversation is in heaven. Now, but before we come to this conversation, how is this conversation? You know, people will ask the question how do I come into this conversation? How do I come into this conversation? How do I have heavenly conversation? Is it by just using all of the terms, all of the, you know, the lingo fraca? You know, people can talk the talk and not walk the walk. Now, they package this conversation in doctrines. Let's say doctrines. They package them in doctrines. Doctrines are spirits that determine how we live. Amen? You know, when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, and you see, this conversation starts from earthly correlations. Now, when he says that, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit, amen. So it means that we are meant to be like spirits. There is a kind of word that we hear that turns us into spirit. Yeah, he said, the wind blew it where it listed, and thou hearest the sound. But can't tell whence it coming and whether it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Born. So to be born again really is to be born of the Spirit. To be born of the Spirit. To be born. Now, but to be first born again, so to be born of the Spirit, they say you first have to see. Amen? Except in my book, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And then, example, of water and the spirit, you cannot cannot enter. Now, it's this process that actually makes you spirit. Now, when you become spirit, when you become spirit, that's when they begin to lead you in a certain way to actually learn your profession. Let me say that again. When you become become spirit, that's when they actually begin to lead you in a certain way to fulfill your profession. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. So these things baffled Nicodemus. That how can a man become this? How can these things be? So first and then Jesus said, you have to first believe. It. If you can't believe these earthly things, if you can't believe that on earth you can be spirit. So being spirit or being spiritual is not just a heavenly things. Amen. Being spiritual is basically being Christ. Being spiritual is what is being Christ. Now that is the first doctrine that they are going to give us in that conversation. That is the first doctrine. They're first going to lay that foundation. Amen. Christ is that foundation. And you see, that foundation is not the entire building. It's not the entire So you first have to learn that. Now, when you learn that foundation, something takes place in you. They lead you in the way you don't want to go. They remove things in you. You know, you can be a good Christian. You're loving God. You're serving God. You're giving. You're doing everything. uh, But you're not learning your profession. Because you're you're still in charge of your life. So you're still not like that, John 3, verse 8. The world can still tell you. Amen? The world can still tell you because you have not come into doctrines. Doctrines. Doctrines of the spirit. There are doctrines of the spirit that determines your movement on the head. There are doctrines of the spirit. You know, the same way we have doctrines of devils. Amen? You know, the Bible talks about there was a time when we walked according to the curse of the world. Let's look at that, Ephesians chapter uh, four Ephesians chap- Ephesians chapter two wherein in time past you walked according to what to the curse of this world, according to what to the prince of the power of the hair, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. Now so was walking in the children of disobedience. So children of disobedience here is not just talking about those who are unbelievers. believers. Uh, there are people who are determining how their life should go. Yeah, because they are disobeying the laws of God. They are disobeying. They are not aligning with what God planned for them. Now, what God planned for them was first established in Genesis. So anyone who is working against the Genesis mandate is a child of disobedience. And you could be a pastor. You could be a pastor. You could have a big ministry. But the direction of your life is being monitored by the prince of the power of the hair. They can tell you, they know your movement, they know your movement. So, so God will lead you, as He learn this doctrine in certain ways and paths. That's actually the conversation. So the conversation is not just learning Bible. It's not just having big revelations which are good, is that they you will walk. You will walk. You know, the same way the enemy preached. You know, the the, the enemy went ahead to 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 preach to Cain and to the sons of Cain and perpetuated something on the earth. Now, what he perpetuated had become spirits, they have become doctrines. So you you absorb them faster. I don't even know if we learn the precept of sin. We don't. We go straight into, <laughs> into doctrines, into way. Why? Why is that? It's because it has perpetuated on the earth for thousands of years. Now, I believe, you know, and I submit to our parents, that as we perpetuate this gospel for us and our children and our children's children, they w- we will create a natural environment for them. Hallelujah. We will create an environment where pleasing God is what is normal. Where there, w- there is no departure from that Genesis mandate. So when they are thinking about their life, they are not looking at the world. They are not looking at social media. You know, the enemy is very wicked. Even in our part, he will tell people not to, for example, to submit to spiritual authority. He will tell people things, somebody's controlling your life. But you that you say somebody's controlling your life... You're on social media, and you're following celebrities. You're submitting. They determine your dress. They determine, you know, your career. They determine what you want to achieve. In fact, you are, they don't even know you. So you you willingly submit your life to them. Instagram, TikTok, you have to look at them and, you know, now, if a celebrity wears a particular dress, it's sold out in minutes. And some of us probably, are probably one of the people to queue to get those dresses. <laughs> Pace setters, mommy. Pace setters. You see, it is the same thing. That is what, the, the, you see, the enemy is a perverter. We're, we're dealing with a being with high wisdom. So the, the same principle that God has designed to raise men, he has perverted it. Mm. So the, the, the way we quickly walk according to their cause is by following We just don't know. Yes, so because you don't know them personally, but you, you absorb their thought, their lifestyle, yeah. their quotes, their everything. As in their conversation, their conversation. thank you, mommy. Mm. That is your conversation. You're following doggedly. I'm saying that submission is, if we can sometimes have a fraction of those submissions for the Lord and for those who God has put ahead of us, we will have grown beyond what we have. I'm telling you. You know, myself inclusive, because we, we, we get ideas. I, I, when Apostle Paul will say, when he will instruct people like Timothy and Titus to follow him, let's look at that scripture. Let me just. Uh, since the Spirit is leading me in there, let's look at that scripture talking about His manner of life. You see, because we've come into a season where what they are telling us has to become life. Amen? So, when, when I say that conversation, conversation is not me talking, conversation is life. It's just that we come into that life through talking. So, first, there has to be preaching and teaching. Now, preaching and teaching over and over and over and over helps us to develop strength to walk. Amen? Now, it says, but thou hast fully known my what? Doctrine. Doctrine. Thou hast fully. So, Timothy has come to a place where he has fully known Apostle Paul's doctrine. You know, some people will say, can he not know God? Blah, blah. (laughs) No, before I used to try and answer that question, but I think it's a very, very stupid question. But, <laughs> but in love, we can try and answer that question. Amen. Yeah. He so said, that's fully known, my doctrine. Because the, the, way, the way God deals with men from the very... Because otherwise, why did he not just create a million people at once? Since he has the power. Wow. Yeah. Since God has the power. Yeah. So God... Always walk by that principle of one first and then others. The, the 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 principle of seed, amen. Seed, harvest. You know, the Bible talks about Christ being the first fruits. Amen. Was the first fruit? Christ, you know, him coming into resurrection is also we means we are also going to come, and that's that scripture that Pastor Jeffrey for us as we have born. The image of what? Of the healthy, we will also do what? Bear the image of the heavenly. The Christ first. So that's God's principle. Now, the enemy, like I said earlier, has also perverted that too. Even in the world, you know, and I was sharing this in London that I found out that even in professional circles, you really cannot make progress if you don't have a mentor. If you work anywhere, if you don't, so, someone says that. Uh, When they're making decisions about your career, make sure you have somebody in the room talking about you. So it's not just your own ability to work hard that really gives you access in this world. Now, it's a principle that the enemy has hijacked and perverted, and as Christians, will exert energy on that even more. Than becoming heavenly. So here, Apostle Paul is talking about how to become. He said, Thou hast fully known my doctrine. We have to come to that place where we fully know the doctrines of those God has said ahead of us. We must know their doctrine. And when we talk about doctrine, we're talking about spirits. The spirit, the spirit. We must call. To the lines, but be, you know, before we come to the lines, you will learn precept and precept and precept. A little here, a little there. You will learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and learn. You know, uh, Dr. Lamikran was talking to me a while ago, and was talking about his days as a surgeon. Uh, that because his learning, is so, if they're performing a, uh, a particular surgery. Sometimes they don't need to just find the place. They'll just cut, and they know that this is where it needs to cut. Now, that takes a lot of learning yeah. and practice. Yeah. It takes a lot of learning and practice. So there is a lot of investment that is required. Yes, we have a promise that we shall bear it. Now, but the responsibility is that there is a way. You know, one of the things I've also seen in scriptures of recent is the way God uh, wants to bring the New Testament to this promise. I noticed that there was a lot of, Apostle Paul, God gave him a lot of sight to refer the, the church, to, type, uh, to typify the church like the children of Israel. And I was wondering, why always the children of Israel? And he said everything they went through was done as an example for us. Amen? So if they didn't enter the, 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 the rest or the promise that God left them because of unbelief, and he was saying that those things also should not be found in us. Um, yes, there are men who walked with God, where we could we with desire. Some dimensions in which they work with. The Bible talk about Enoch, you know. That it, yesterday, they talked about Melchizedek. They talk about. But one thing I saw was that there is no document in the scriptures, yes, about how they please God. But for the descendants of Abraham down, the Jewish, God began to play out how the church will come into it. It started first by giving the law. The Bible calls the law a type and a shadow of things to come. That's when it began to, in the wilderness, it began to put them into shape. You know, when they were in Egypt, they they had forgotten. You know, they they didn't know know all of the promises. Nobody knew they were Judah. Nobody knew they were Levi. Everybody just lived anyhow. It was in the wilderness they began to put them into shape. It was in the wilderness that I encountered Christ, so, so, so also for us. So that pattern, so I began to see that God is actually a God of patterns, a God of examples. So if we will embody things, we must have examples. We must have examples, and we must doggedly follow those examples. I find that it's the fastest way. In fact, it's the only way to grow. Because one of the things you will also encounter is because you have an adversary. If you try to go it alone, amen? If you try to, just imagine trying to go to the promised land on your own. Let's even say you escape. Let's say you escape from Egypt. <laughs> I don't know how many days you're going to last without Moses. No, I don't know. Now, in, in the scripture that God servant uh, God read yesterday about Hebrews talking about, you know they were comparing Jesus to Moses. So it's the same pattern. It's the same pattern. So without G- Jesus, heavenly man, this heavenly man, we cannot navigate ourselves into the promise. And what Jesus now did was to now raise men. The Bible says that he gave gifts to men. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of things which were to be spoken after. He said, but Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope unto to the end? So there's no way you can, let's even say, oh, I free myself from Egypt. You know, some people say that they connect directly to God. Okay. <laughs> yes. They connect. Since I got born again, God just starts. You see, all, all of those things were errors that came into the church, sadly. Because we can't see pattern like that in the Bible. Amen. God don't just talk like that to everybody. I know we all have the Holy Spirit. Amen? And the Spirit will lead us. But when, even when we look at the patriarchs, when we look at the apostles, when we look at the Lord, when we look at how they were led, a lot of the leading, leading in growth is mostly subjective. It leads you. he orchestrates you. The leading can be someone through someone who God has placed over you. Now, the book of Psalms tells us that Joseph was led. Now, if you look at Joseph himself, he, he not that he didn't really have a choice. So if God wants to save you, he will hedge you. Amen. He will hedge you. That's the leading. He like, said, Give your shepherd. Thou that leadest Joseph, what? Like a flock. No, that yeah, that's true. He didn't like to be. Now he had a dream, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he had a dream, beautiful dream. All his brethren are going to be buying for him, but he didn't know the path. It, but, wonderful dream, and he started talking about the dream. Ah, okay, you are the dreamer, right? We'll deal with you. <laughs> Thank God for Judah. You know they wanted to kill him, and that one say, okay, let let's just sell him. Now. It's only with the eye of the spirit that we can see that that was a leading. That it was sold. You know? Sometimes the direction in which our life will go will look like, but that's not what the spirit is telling me. No, the spirit can't tell you because you don't have the capacity to receive that kind of leading. No, 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 no. So do you think, because Joseph is not Jacob. Joseph is not Isaac, he's not, so do you think if God says, Joseph, go and be a slave, go and serve Potiphar's wife, do you think he would do it? (laughs) So he was hedged. (laughs) Now, in this path, some of our paths are going to be like that. Amen? You will not understand, but you see, What must give us comfort comfort and the confidence is that faith, which is why we have to really drink into the doctrine, amen, to know that what exactly am I looking for? That so far, you know, I'm established on Christ the foundation, irrespective of the trajectory of my life, irrespective of of the challenges that come to me. I know that the story will end well. Hallelujah. and know that I am being led. Yes, sir. I am being led. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's go back to that second Timothy. <clears throat> so he says, <clears throat> he has known his doctrine. So that was fully known my doctrine. You have fully known my what? Manner of life. Purpose. Faith. Long-suffering. Charity. Patience. Persecutions. Wow. <laughs> Afflictions. is part of it. Now, there are people, you know, there are some of you that you like some certain thing about your pastor and some things you like, let God not take me in that zone. <laughs> but remember, the Bible says, as he's the heavenly. As he's. So this heavenly man, Um, also gave gifts, amen, to make sure that that promise can be our reality, amen. So as exactly he is, this is why Apostle Paul was writing this, because he knows that Timothy and the church will never come into what he came into if they don't do this. They will not. They will have the words, You know, just like generations have the words. They will have the words just like even people who departed their community have the words. Yeah, because they they took their word and twisted it. They have their own. Amen? But if you don't see Paul for who he is and embrace not just his beautiful revelation, you know, you know there was a church that said Paul was—is it contemptible? They say his letters are weighty. That when it, Corinthians, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> you know, so it may not be everything in who God has sent to you. You know, that your soul, because what the soul has been trained to like certain things. Yeah. That was why even in the wilderness, when, you know, was when they were enjoying God's provision, they were still lusting after other things. It's because of the training of the soul. The soul, like, you know Daddy was talking last night about churches who want to be seen in a certain kind of way. You see, those are trainings of the soul. Those are trainings of the soul. The, the, The enemy has perpetuated something. So even as a Christian, those things are not easily dealt with. They are not easily dealt with. And these are some of the things they would deal with in the season of Christ. Amen. In the season of Christ, they would deal with these things. Amen. He says, so, so you've known these charity patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. He said, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 amen, amen. So we can see that how we come into this conversation, like I said, is not just the words. The words started is in the life, fully imbibing a life and walking in that life. You see, there, there is a lot of preparation required. There's a lot of preparation. Let's look at that Hebrews 3 that he that, uh, taught us beautifully last night. Hebrews chapter 3. There is a lot of preparation required. He said, wherefore, holy brethren, holy brethren, you know, in the holy place, like that he taught last night, partakers of what? Of the heavenly calling. They are partakers of the early calling. Consider the apostle. You know, so I said earlier that Jesus was not just <laughs> a moral preacher. He's a kind of apostle. And high priest of our profession is meant to administrate. He's meant to, you see, priest, priests, Bible say a priest's lips must keep knowledge. Priests are knowledgeable beings, humans. Priests, uh, they had to learn a lot of laws. They had to live in a certain type of way. You know, their consecration is actually in their calling. So what makes you function as a priest is not just because you are born in the house of Levi. You have to go through certain processes. So our Lord Jesus the Bible calls him the apostle and high priest of our profession. We have a profession. That profession must be our vocation on earth. It. it must be our vocation. Now, it's in, it is the learning of this profession that delivers to us the conversation. So we can say like Paul, you know, he's the one saying, our conversation in heaven. Is, that, that is not everybody, mm. amen? That is not everybody. Mm. I mean, like we heard yesterday, is that everybody? It's not everybody that is written in heaven. It's not everybody. So when he says our conversation is in heaven, he's not talking about where all of the church are. Yeah, when Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, was Nicodemus in heaven? <laughs> He said, the son of mine is in heaven. They are sitting in the same place. So I'm in heaven, you are not, but we're sitting in the same room in holiday hymn. <laughs> so we can import a life. You can import a life and live that life. You know, like, you know Hebrews 2.5, it said, this... Com- th- th- this World to come he said for unto the angels He not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak Hallelujah. so this is the way they sounded in the first century church. Oh. The, the, their emphasis they, they were digging into the purpose of the atonement, the purpose of the atonement, the reason for it the, 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 that, that was. Their essence that was all that they preached. Now you may ask me, is it that there are no problems in the church? Is it that there are no people who didn't have jobs, who didn't have money, who were not married, you know, all of those things are there. But in the midst of that, they elevated a conversation. Now that's what God has done in our community, and this thing is going to spread all over the face of the earth. Amen? Amen. That is going to be the doctrine that would determine how men live. Because there is a way man should live. There is a way man to live. If we are going to journey to life, you know, to the tree of life, there, there, there is a particular way. You know, when man fell, he could not find the way anymore. Especially, they now not put cherubim there to guide the way to the tree of life. So in the New Testament... The, the purpose of Jesus coming, one of the things he has come is that he raised men. He also gave ministering spirit so that we can find our way back. Mm. Now, we find our way back by receiving this doctrine and living the doctrine. So so we have to arrange our life in such a way that this doctrine can be learned. Now, so the, the way church, and like that is said yesterday, Nobody's putting down any church. You know, even the whole concept of Sunday, Sunday church does not align with scripture. Because they, you have to learn daily. Yeah, you have. You, you, it's not daily is not even enough. Yes. No, no, no. There were people who lived for 200, 300, 400 years, 500 years, you know. Now, if God has, God has placed that barrier to like 120 and, and so so what would you be doing at 200 years old? Will you still be chasing that same dream? Yeah, no, you walk in that, I want this, I want this, you know. <laughs> I want to get married, I want to get married. Yeah, you're married for 400 years. Yes. <laughs> so you better choose right. <laughs> you better choose right. <laughs> So if you don't, so those men had certain qualities in them to be able to stay on earth for long. They had certain things. They must be looking for, they must be looking for more than men was looking for. To live to, I mean, Bible says Enoch lived for 300 years, you know, and then he walked with God. Ah. You know, I need not where we go, and it was not, for God took him. Amen? Uh, Verse, next one. I think it was in Hebrews. That's because I had Hebrews rendered it, Hebrews 11. You know, I I just look at it, and I see that there is so much. We don't have time. He said, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see there, and he was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God for hundreds of years. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. You know, some people are thinking this everlasting life. Say, when are we going to sit on the throne? When are we You've only been here five years, <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> like, How long will I end this doctrine? <laughs> you know? 20 years, 30 years. Amen. See, that is why the Bible uses the word profession, vocation, that that is why I'm here. We have to have that resolve. We have to have that resolve. And I believe, you know, as a random, one of the quickest ways to travel there is by learning after those who God has said over us. Uh, let's look at First John. First John. Let's look at a pattern in the scriptures. Amen. Amen. So there is, a, there is a lot of preparation. You know, even, even in the book of Revelation, when the Bible talked about that holy city. Because, you see, one of the things also about the church in which the enemy has done is, it makes us to really look at what God has done on God's side and make us blind to our responsibility. So there is a lot, for example, about the coming of Christ, eschatology, everybody trying to describe events happening. But when you look at the scripture, that was not the emphasis of the scripture. In fact, when Jesus taught it, he talked about the message of the kingdom. Amen? When he said that the day of his coming is going to be like in the days of Noah, what did he say about that day? He said men were eating and drinking. So life will continue as it is. But Noah was building. Noah was building. What are you building? So a, a lot of us are, you know, preoccupied about, oh, so what will it be? Oh, the marriage supper, And then people start to, you know, all this Bible school stuff. Uh, what is the, who is the bride of Christ? Are we bride? Who is the, friend? you know, all of those things, they're good, amen, to excite your, your mind, amen, but you must be prepared, you know, because when the Bible saw that holy city, the Bible say it was like a bride, amen, adorned, that word adorned is preparation, how do you adorn a bride, I know some people here have dreams to get married soon, you know, they have people who plan the wedding, shopping, doing this, you know, it takes time. And then you have all those makeup artists that can, <laughs> that can transform you to, <laughs> that you, you become unrecognizable. <laughs> Amen. He said, it, it was coming out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Adorned. You know, the Bible, the Bible talk, Apostle Peter talked about, use that word adorned. It, it talks about people adorning themselves. Now, you learn, it's in doctrine you learn that with a meek and a quiet spirit. That is a wearing. That is a wearing. And that takes preparation. You know, in the book of Esther, um, before Esther could see the king, she had to prepare for 12 months. You know, the first six months, they used mer, they used certain spices. Now, those spices are bitter spices. Now, mer that they used, mer was one of the gifts that they gave Jesus when he was born. It it talks about death. Amen. It talks about, you know, there are two kinds of treatment they gave them. So, also for us to come into resurrection, to come into this life, there are two types of doctrine. It's Christ, death. Christ will kill, you know, those ambitions. Christ will kill those things. So, they first treated that with mare. And then in the second six months, oh, thank you. I think it's chapter two. Yeah, six months with oil of mare. And six more with sweet odors and with other things for the purifying of the women. Yeah? So the first part, you know. So the Christ doctrine, which a lot of people actually it's actually in the season of Christ that a lot of people left us in this community. This <laughs> declaration. Yeah, because Christ is bitter help, thank you, Daddy. It's bitter herb. It will deal with things in the soul. It will deal with things I love. It will, it will change definition of things. That's Christ. Christ. And why? It's because it's the foundation. That foundation must be rock solid. It must not be faulty. Because before God will build, God has to build on Christ. Christ is the man. You know, Christ is the man. You must first have Christ, you know, to, to even be able to have a sense of hurt. You know, a lot of us think that we're on a head to you know to achieve things, but if you don't have Christ, you're gone. Hallelujah. Uh, finally, uh, I hope we've been blessed by just this encouragement and and charge. First uh, John, First John, First John. Hallelujah, First John. It's another pattern. First John chapter one, that which we was from the beginning, which we have heard. Which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. So, this is Apostle John writing to the church. Now, we, I think Daddy has explained this many times, we is not all of us. Amen? So, when we, now I borrow my sense, myself sense when I read the Bible now. So, I see it as a prophetic word that I will come into. Amen? Amen. So, that which was, because do I know the things from the beginning? You know, Sometimes, you know, when you reason with new pastor I was talking about new creation reality, and you know, and I also drank a lot of that, you know, growing up in the faith. Now, referring to what Pastor Ken said, if not for this frequency God introduced us to, you know, so I don't want to really look down on people. There's no way you can see it. Because then you preach it with confidence. I am done. I am immortal. I have life. I'm seated. It is done. You know. And (laughs) I'm eternal. I'm seated, invisible, pastor, invisible. I can manifest. (laughs) It's time. Now, is it that God is lying, or something is wrong here? (laughs) No, because when I look at myself. (laughs) Thank you, God cannot lie. So something is wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it's a wrong sense. Now, but what will give us the right sense are these doctrines that are the conversations of heaven. They will give us the right sense, how to see these things. So we can see, oh, that which was from the beginning, which I've heard. Some people heard that. They understood what was from the beginning. So which our highest, you know, we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, they handled it, they had conversation of the word of life. So I look at that, I don't have that yet, but there is hope, amen? amen. You see, the, 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 the problem is the enemy wants you to think if you don't believe that new Christian reality that will not happen, no, it's not by confession like Pastor Uzo will say, you know, in London, it's not by name it and claim it, yeah? You can name it and claim a job, but you can't name and claim this life. And you cannot. Amen. You don't even need to name and claim a job. You know, unbelievers get jobs. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He said, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it. And bear witness. And I show unto you. Unto you. Now, this is not god or jesus talking this was apostle john but it was a gift of jesus to the church yes, sir. Amen. amen now when jesus was praying john chapter 17 uh he prayed for the apostles he also prayed for those who will come amen into this through the words of the apostles he said, and show unto you that eternal which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, declare. So it first starts with declaration. So like I said, uh, coming into this conversation of heaven, uh, first comes with preaching and teaching. Amen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preaching and teaching. Yeah. After we have come through, you know, the milk of the world. I didn't talk about the milk of the world because... Uh, it's not really part of the building. Sorry, you know, but it's needed. Amen. Because Christ is the foundation, yeah. so I don't know where to put that. Maybe you know, our parents <laughs> will explain. I don't know where to put milk, but from my understanding, milk is to prepare us. Amen. To one Christ. Yeah. Amen. it's to prepare us to deal with certain things. Uh, milk uh, basically starts us on the process. Amen. We are born into God's household, and then we can we can grow in that household. Amen. That's what milk does. Um, and because God does a lot for us in the milk phase, we want more. Amen. And as we cry for more, you will find out that a lot of the prayers you pray for during your milk season, yeah, God answered a lot of them. Now those that He didn't answer, they are the ones He reserved for the season of Christ. But the way He's answering them is not the way you you know. In milk season is when we sing all of those intimacy songs yes. you know i leave you my life everything take everything from me you know those kind of songs yeah i'll give myself away now it's in the season of christ they teach you how to give yourself away <laughs> because they don't really answer that prayer in the milk season <laughs> but i noticed that in the milk season there were plenty of those songs you see god, god is god is all wise god because those songs, are, they hang to our soul. Yeah. But when it's time for our soul to work it, yeah. ah! That's what, you know. So that which we have seen, declare with unto you. So, so you have to be prepared to receive declarations. You have to be. That is the path. There, there is no way. So that you also may have fellowship with us. He said, And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son jesus christ now this is what makes you makes us citizen when we come into this fellowship now this fellowship is declared now i look at the word fellowship what fellowship is koinonia amen but you see the way i used to interpret koinonia many years ago is not the way i see it now koinonia i used to Think about it's fellowship with God, my time with God, my quiet time, intimacy with God, where I sing all those beautiful songs. Uh, But I begin to read Ed doctrine and went into further study. I found out that actually that word koneonia, that word fellowship, uh, is not really like an original English word, fellowship. The koneonia actually talks about a grouping of people participating in a learning that is what it means to have fellowship amen so the fellowship is not pastor jeff i can't meet today i just want to worship god i can't come <laughs> i'm not saying <laughs> that is not fellowship because you need certain content certain understanding to have fellowship amen in the world we have people are called fellows you know Fellows of accountant, fellows of this, of, of medicine, fellows. It, it, thank you, daddy. Fellowship is, a, is an academic word. It, it, it's not a word for laymen. It's not a word for people without understanding. That is fellowship. People who are participating, people, people that you can be amidst them, they're speaking English, but you don't understand a word of what they're saying. That is Fellowship. That is fellowship. Where they are saying things, but you can't relate with it. Yeah. Now, the content of the fellowship was declared to the apostles. And then they are declaring to the people. He said, Truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Look at that twin. Have the Son and the Father. Verse 4. And these things write we unto you. Now what? your joy may be full. That's how we come into the fullness. We come to participate. Amen? How many want to participate in this fellowship? So we have to prepare for learning. You, know, you, you don't become a fellow at first degree, even if you have a first class degree. No master, thank you mommy. No PhD. You have to have certain understanding and mastery of the profession before you are called a fellow. And those fellows, and that doesn't end, they begin to discuss. Now, it's in that discussion something else takes place. Because you think it's done. It's still not done as a fellow. Because there is still sin, even as a fellow. Yeah, there is still sin. Let's, if, you, if you read it further. If you see it further. That's when we begin to see a message that God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. That's when we begin to say, oh, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, I thought the blood has done it. There's a fellowship that that they deal with sin. So the fellows handle sin. Thank you, sir. It's, it's in, that's where sin is dealt with. Because as a born again, you know, all of those things, milk of the world, Christ, sin is still there. Now, sin is, that, that he gave a picture yesterday when he was talking about Joshua, the son of Josedek. It was a garment he was wearing. It was officiating, and he did not even know. But Satan was there. Now, so. As a priest ministering to God, Satan also had access to his level. Yes. Wow. Satan, so they were almost like, and the Bible says he was resisting him. So you would think that Joshua, the son of Josedek, has, is high there. And he thinks he's high there himself. But he has learned so much of the Babylonian life that he didn't know he was wearing a garment. There's a a garment. No, in fellowship, they deal with sin. They deal with sin. At the end of that dealing with sin, they now give us a new garment. They, they, they clothe us. Amen? Amen? Now, is that clothing that people people have been declaring they are immortal? They are this. You know, that is not it first. You, you know, people want to immortalize sin. Yeah, yeah. If they give you clothing, you, yeah, you'll be a lake material if they, if, they clothe, if they clothe us without being perfect. Yeah. yeah, because you have certain powers to do things you'll be able to operate like Satan. Wow. <laughs> no, no. If God, will, if God will give us everlasting life and even eternal life without us learning Christ and milk of the word, we, we, we'll pervert things. He said, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ is so from all sin. Verse 8 and 9. And I finish. Um, verse 8 and 9. Um, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And what? And the truth is. Now, it's in fellowship that we see this because there will, there will be a provision on the blood that deals with sin. There will be a, we will actually see the life that is packaged in that blood. You see, the heavenly man, the reason why his blood can do this is because he has lived something. You know, the Bible says that the, the life of the flesh is, where is in the blood. So he has lived in a certain way that makes his blood able to buy us. Amen? That makes his blood able to buy us. And he wants to buy us fully. Amen? Yeah. He wants to buy our spirits Soul and body that is redemption. So until our soul is saved. Amen. We have not really been saved. See, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Uh, Let's respond to the Lord tonight, this afternoon. Let's talk to the Lord. I don't know what God has said to you, put on your heart. I don't know what has touched you. Um, but I want to participate in this fellowship. I want to participate. And I know for many of us, there is still a lot of journey to come into it. There is grace in this place. There is grace. There is so much 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 grace. There's so much grace. Let's ask. Let's ask. Let's ask. Let's ask for help. Let's ask that the Lord help us. Let's ask that the Lord help us. Help us. As is the heavenly. You know, we shall bear the image of him. As we have borne the image of the earthy, the Bible says we shall also bear the image. You know, ask that, Lord, we give Your grace to commit